This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Free FM 89.0. Tuia Mareo Otahapori. Now, Hamilton City Council presents Council Comment. A weekly discussion about civic business one on one with those at the council table. Here's your host, Brian Smith. And a very good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you again on the, the program. And my guest today is Moko Tariki. And uh, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you're, you, Brian. I told you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Good. It's good to have you on. And uh, you, you just tell us about what you're representing in, in the council and how much you like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, uh, thanks, Brian, for this invitation. I appreciate that. Uh, my first time... Um, uh, interview uh, interviewee i guess yeah. on the on the show so um i guess uh my um uh, my interest in council began uh back in um 2021 uh-huh. um actually had begun a lot earlier than that but it had really peaked yes. in 2021 when the council was asked uh to make a decision around um uh, having Māori wards, yep. and uh, on their first uh, lot of voting, they voted against it, and so I was uh, pretty upset about that. Yeah. Uh, so I made a submission, uh, along with many other uh, people in our community, uh, both Māori and non-Māori, yeah. uh, along yeah. with our iwi, Waikato Tainui, and um, I was quite glad uh, that the council, uh, uh, the last administration anyway, the last council, uh, saw in their best interest to support uh, the introduction of Māori wards. So I stood, and I'm very thankful that I was uh, successful in winning one of the seats. Yep. Uh, we don't sit across any ward in particular, so there's no east ward or no west ward. Uh, we represent the whole of Kirikiriroa, uh, if you like. And so if you can imagine, during campaign time, we sort of had to get across uh, the whole of Kirikiriroa. Busy <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it had a, it had some positive uh, spin-offs because you got to sort of reconnect with a lo- with a lot of the uh, community. Yep. Um, and given that I was seeking the votes of of Maori, uh, I particularly needed to uh, invest a, a lot of my time in that space. So I'm not too sure whether you're familiar with how the voting worked. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, on that day, but if you're on the general roll, then you get to vote for the East West. Yeah, candidates, right. but if you're on the Maori role, then mm. you get the you could only vote for the Maori ward. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, candidates. Yeah. And so it happened. How many of you are on there? Actually, if I might ask you. Yeah, there's myself and uh, Malena Huaki. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we were both. Um, uh, we are the inaugural Maori ward <laughs> right. um, representatives for Kirikiriroa. Yeah, are we interested in the? Uh, Talk to her a bit later in the year, so we'll see how we go on that one. And uh, so, here's how's it been for you so far? You had night meetings and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> night meetings was kind of threatened with a night meeting just the other day, actually. Oh, threatened's a bit of a harsh word, but we were kind of warned <laughs> that we could potentially be having a meeting uh, up into the early evening with regards to our annual plan. Yep. Uh, thankfully, we didn't need to. I think some of the lessons learned from a six day event 
from uh, the last time the council sat to discuss the annual plan. Yep. Uh, uh, lessons learned, and we were able to get that that hui out of the way uh, by three pm. So good. we did it within a you know within a good time. Uh, um, council. Uh, Functions, business is not foreign to me. I'm quite familiar with how council operates. Um, I have an environmental management background, so I've worked across a number of uh, functions of um, local territorial authorities. So I have a pretty good idea. Um, I'm also a... um, uh, I'm a Marae representative into our Waikato Tainui Tribal Parliament well, called Te Whakakitinga Waikato. Sounds like you're a busy man. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, um, but th- th- that particular forum has conditioned me for uh, for standing for Hamilton's, uh, for Te Kaunihera. I use the word Te Kaunihera or Kiri Kiri Roa because one of the things that I championed as part of my campaign was around the reinstitution of the name Kiri Kiri Roa. Right. Well, so far there's been one step taken. They've changed to one street now. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> so you never know, it might be at the beginning. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'd like to hope that um, the way in how it's done uh, is done in a non-threatening way. You know, it's done in a way that is reflective uh, of a good, uh, meaningful, genuine Tetiriti partnership. Right, right. You know? Well, even the weather forecasters are now using it and uh, calling us uh, Kirikiri right? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I, 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 um, <coughs> and um, I, I'll give my props to um, uh, a good mate of mine. His name is Norman Hill. Oh, yes. Uh, so he worked across uh, the rebuild of uh, all the um, uh, renovation of the Hamilton Airport. Yep. And so when you go to the Hamilton Airport now, you will see Hamilton Kirikiri Roa and oh humongous as illuminated lights yep. and so I think that's a a, a step towards you know dual naming mm. if that's where we land mm. then that's where we land okay yes I haven't been out to the airport for a long time so I haven't seen them I'll go for a drive yeah <coughs> and um so far, what areas of responsibility have they given you, particularly anything? Yeah, I, um, <laughs> this yeah. is, is going to crack up the listeners, but, um, you know, uh, the sort of person that I am with a little bit of confidence, yep. uh, I wanted to be the deputy mayor. Uh, <laughs> I thought I would uh, signal to the mayor that I'm quite interested in their role. Uh, yeah, no, I was dreaming. Um, but I did manage to be offered the deputy uh, chair, Oh. Role for the finance and monitoring committee, well, and so it wasn't quite what I was expecting to get, but I grabbed it with both both hands. It gives you something, yeah. You'll build up as you go. Yeah, yes. yep, yep. And so you know, I'm under the guidance and the astute guidance of um, Maxine Van Oosten. Oh yes, and uh, Maxine, and really good to have to interview too. Oh, she's such a great, great. Um, uh, what's the word? She's such a great mentor. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's continually teaching and advising pretty much all of us new ones. Uh, so when something happens that we're sort of a little bit confused on, she can see it. Yep. And then she sort of pulls us in like a, you know, like she's like the mother hen. <laughs> uh, we call her, I call her Auntie Max. Uh, she pulls us in and she gives us a little bit of a, um, you know, a bit of education. Yes. And, and, and it's invaluable. It's yep. invaluable. And, uh, you know, some of my experience, you know, we spoke about a policy and it's to do with the um, von, uh, uh, Pūtikitiki Street, oh, yeah. yep. you know, and a uh, matter that is still um, lingering. 
but we had a discussion about it, and uh, it was some learning, you know. And while I had a view around what we should do, yes, uh, the policy of the organisation is such that look, the minute that we override the policy, then we begin to enter into some very uh, precedent-setting mm. space, which makes it difficult for us as governors, yeah. as decision makers. Yeah. And so I had to, had to sort of um, have the open conversation with my colleagues who educated me on the matter. And as a result, I was able to see it from their point of view. Yeah. And so continually, you know, we don't always um, agree with each other. Fair enough. You know, on a, on a number of things, but there are certainly uh, things that we do um, have common agreement on. Oh, that's really great, actually, because it is a, a, an experiment almost in, in a way, I suppose, but one that had to come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it is a bit of an experiment. I'd like <laughs> to hope this is an experiment that I've uh, been conditioned for uh, <laughs> and that I don't have to make uh, too many uh, blow-ups uh, before I actually learn something. Um, and, and, and I appreciate um, how the mayor... Uh, has to, um, Mayor Paula has to manage uh, a group of councillors uh, who are very passionate about a thousand different things. <laughs> and so I can imagine just how difficult it is for her to be able to manage us yes. uh, in, in the chamber uh, and in some of our, our meeting spaces. If you want to go grey very quickly, be a mayor. Oh, well, I think I've got grey hair since I've become a councillor. <laughs> there we go, anyway. And uh, there's fifth priority, uh, roading. That's a big one in the city, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, roading is a is a big one. And, um, you know, I know that there are, uh, in our community, we have you know, uh, rate payers, we have you know, whānau, yeah. uh, community members who... <clears throat> Uh, who don't like a whole suite of things to do with um, our roading and the decisions that we make around roading. I guess one of the key messages that has uh, been, um, has really been ingrained uh, in uh, in us new councillors, roading for me is not a new subject. I've got about a good 10 10, 11 years of experience with it. All right. Um, but um, I, I know that safety uh, is first and foremost uh, the priority yep. um, and for our city anyway. And so when we see things like raised platforms or, or jutter bars, um, we can become a little bit ho-ha with the number of mm. raised platforms that we see. They're popping up everywhere. They are popping up everywhere. Yeah. Um, we are going to see a few more of those, uh, Brian, uh, purely for the purposes of slowing down traffic. And while we like to think that everybody drives through the speed, uh, you and I both know that is actually not the case. That's for sure. Well, I live just off um, the um, Massey Street. Right. And sometimes that needs about four bumps in it to yeah, slow them yeah, down. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Massey Street is a, a very good example. Yeah. You know, the speed along there is actually 50. Yep. You know, but the average speed that people are driving along there is between 60 and 70. Yeah. So you hit a child or somebody at the speed of 70, they only have a 10% chance of well, living. I, I live just across the road from Hemi Tapu. The, oh, the, yes. And yeah. I, I can look out onto the yeah. uh, street there. And uh, I don't live in, uh, on Massey, but just yep. around the corner. Mm-hmm. And there is some re- really big traffic things there, you know. Yeah. 
the only time they slow down is about five o'clock in the evening with all going home together <laughs> yeah. and there's a big pile up yeah there's that. a big pile up yes. yeah 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 but i think the roading they've just uh, resealed um lion street and campbell street and streets around there mm. um and um yeah so quite a few streets being looked after in our area where i live anyway yeah <laughs> and i think it's going on all over the country um also, water, the um, three waters, the labour policy there, what do you feel about the three waters? Yeah, look, hey, um, uh, three waters and, uh, as a principal thing is I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Okay. You know, I, I support three waters um, and its intent. Um, we cannot afford to have a water, uh, and I'll just use the water, uh, um, a drinking water. Uh, we cannot afford to have... Uh, a water system where our drinking water is potentially compromised uh, by um, old mm. uh, infrastructure. Okay. Um, we've seen that around other parts of the country and where people have actually died as a result. Yeah. There are still a number uh, of parts of Aotearoa that receive boil notices. All right. Okay. And so for us here in Kirikiriroa, we won't know what a boil notice is because mm. we don't get them. We get very good water here, and yeah. the, the, uh, I think a lot of money has been spent on it through, through the council in recent years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and to be fair, um, you know, our stormwater system stood up against Cyclone Ray, um, Gabriel. Yep. And so, you know, our team uh, at Te Kaunihiro Kirikiriro needs to be applauded uh, for the great work and the prevention work that they did knowing that a storm was coming yep. so therefore went and cleaned out all the drains yeah on my street in particular it would normally flood uh in mm. a heavy rain yep. and there was no flooding good one yep. and, and so that you know to me i was very impressed with our stormwater system yeah. so however uh, we are a council and we need to be able to work uh, as a team yep. and i think we're still adjusting to the the collegiality of being team members because you know some of us still have our own views mm. um, but i needed to uh, demonstrate i demonstrated my um we call it kotahitanga or mahitahi or unity uh by supporting a decision yep uh to to um make a submission against uh, three waters. Yeah, I thought they might have been. You know, uh, to make a submission against three waters, uh, and uh, we were quite lucky because we got staff that actually were able to pull it apart and identify a whole host of um, uh, deficient that we we believe are deficient. Yep. Um, and so, in uh, making the submission in opposition, doesn't mean that you remove entirely your support for the idea if you know what I mean, yeah, or I the intent. Yep. Um, and, and that's probably something that a whole lot of people don't understand, is that actually I'm still over here in support of Three Waters as a as a um, initiative to address uh, drinking water, um, uh, storm water, wastewater. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, where we identify that actually there are some gaps, then we need to actually exercise our democracy, our, our, our um, democratic rights. Okay. We need to be able to exercise our um, skills and expertise in governance, decision making. Uh, I call them privileges. Yeah. And um, speak up. Yep. Well, that's really good, actually, because I think you, there is a balance here. And I think Wellington, for instance, their water system is pretty bad. 
Uh, I think ours has been put down well and, and uh, it's fairly new, some of the equipment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, <coughs> whatever it is that our organisation does to, yep. to, to manage um, stormwater, yep. uh, we heard from a, um, uh, Andrea, uh, oh, I forget her name, Andrea, but she's an international um, expert, subject matter expert on stormwater. Okay. And she works for us at the council. Now, how lucky... How lucky are we to have that calibre yeah. of kaimahi or staff yep. working for us? That's great, isn't it? Oh, man. Hopefully we can afford to keep it, <laughs> I guess. Um, yes. That, that, that's probably the big the big challenge for us. Has she come from overseas? No, no. She's no, from she, here. Oh, she's, she, she's internationally recognised, oh, right. is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, she gave us a very good presentation just this week on um, stormwater and I uh, was able to do it in such a way that even uh, people like myself who are not eps- experts on the matter, we could understand it. Right. You know, it was fantastic. Oh, really good. And it's good when you can have that sort of development there in that way. Andrea Phillips is her name. Andrea Phillips. Okay, mm. I'll just make a note of that. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, yes, I might be able to... Get her on here at some stage with a bit of luck. It's always good. Well, when we get to the um, winter period, uh, there's going to still be some flooding that's going to happen, and so, you know, she would probably be an excellent person to have on the show. Right. Oh, well, I'll make contact with the mayor and go from there. Mm. But, uh, I know uh, Paul pretty well. Um, what are some of the programmes you'd like to see? Things that haven't happened, but you say they should happen or you'd like them to happen? Maybe I will. Uh, well, there there are a few. Spot, yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, actually, I've got, I've got, I've got some. Um, I, I campaigned on three kaupapa because that's sort of what you encourage to do was identify three. Mm-hmm. So the three that I identified were one was um, the first one was around changing the name or the re- uh, institution of the name Kirikirirua. Yep. Um, the second one was improving the co-governance arrangements that we have between uh, the Crown oh, yeah. and Tangata Whenua. And the uh, third one uh, was around uh, how do we support uh, uh, developers, uh, how do we just support the process in terms of the bureaucracy that we, we manage or have s- yeah. some level of control with, yeah. with regards to housing. Right. And freeing up you yeah. know, land for housing. Uh, along the way during my campaign, I noted that um, uh, there are three particular regions that have a high population of Māori Pacific Island. Yeah. They are Norton, they are Fairfield, and they are Malville. Okay. Now, when we were, um, when the messaging was going out for people from those communities, or from all of our communities, to go and visit their local library and uh, cast a special vote there, well, none of those three uh, suburbs have libraries. Right. You know, they haven't either. They don't have libraries. And so for me, I saw that as a a further uh, inequitable um, uh, system that continues to suppress or to marginalise Māori Pacific uh, peoples uh, from being able to exercise their voting all right. Uh, yep. Rights. Now, I know we could we could say, well, they could walk down to the nearest library because there's one not too far. There's probably one that's only like a five minute drive, and and you would be absolutely 
right in that sense. Yeah. Uh, but the principle of actually these are three of our city's most populated Maori communities uh-huh. that don't have libraries. That'd, so, that'd be interesting because I know I think they used to have one at Glenview, but I think that's gone. No, no, the one at Glenview. It's still uh, there, is it? It's, yeah? it's still there. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I take all that back. But yeah. uh, that's I used to live in Melville, actually, so I know the area pretty yeah. well. And uh, going right out to our hopo and, and, yep. and that sort of thing. But, um, no, I, I think that the libraries work well and we need to have that too educate and, and help people yep. and that sort of thing. Other things that are on your heart and mind at this time? Yeah, I guess um, uh, procurement uh, is one of those uh, ones that has always been in the back of my mind and when I was offered the opportunity to become the deputy of the um, finance committee, I knew straight away that would allow me an opportunity to uh, get a bit more uh, optics, a bit more lens over uh, how we um, administer contracts okay. uh, out to people who undertake a range of different activities for our city. Uh, my focus is entirely uh, on our on the small businesses uh, and their ability to participate yep. uh, in um, in uh, picking up uh, some of the smaller contracts right. uh, that we have on offer. There's a, yeah, well, there's a lot of things going on, and uh, I know where I go uh, to shops quite often is in Dinsdale shops because I don't live that far away from them. Mm. And uh, that, there's parking there and that sort of thing, so it's really open. But I see they put a lot of bollards in, and that's a response to the driving, uh, ramming, and that sort of thing. Yeah, that is a response to ram raids, and so, you know, it's unfortunate that we have to put those types of uh, things in place. Um, don't know whether it was inevitable that that sort of thing was going to happen, but bollards is one. Uh, down where I live, they've put up these big, massive-ass concrete um, pot plants. All right. So, okay. you know, aesthetically, looks actually looks more appealing. You know, it doesn't <laughs> look boring like there's nothing there. There's actually this massive-ass pot plant with a, and if a car were to try and drive into that, well, I don't think the car's going to win. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, Ram Raids uh, is a response to probably the lack of activities for many of our young people in the city, yeah. you know. Um, and unfortunately, the demographic of many of those kids in particular that are doing that are reflective of, of the whakapapa yeah. that, I, that I connect to. Right. You know, and so I feel that there is a responsibility, not entirely just for me, no. uh, but for our wider community right. to actually look at what it is that we are doing, uh, particularly for our young people uh, yeah. during uh, during the times when they're not at school. Well, some of them are and not even youth, you know, they're 11, 12, 13, that sort of thing. That, that yeah. frightened me. I thought, of, yeah. I don't want one of my kids to be doing that. Mine, they're all grown up now, but, mm. you know, grandchildren doing it, I'd be mm. very angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'd be very angry too. And so I think um, we've got to actually look at this as a community-led initiative. Yep. And I believe that the way in how council uh, responds to this isn't about us actually taking the lead role here. The, and these are my views, is that in actual fact we support our communities to actually uh, lead in the way that they believe uh, reflects yep. uh, and works for their suburb, for their community. Because what might happen over in, what might be needed over in Malville 
may not necessarily be the same as what is needed over in um, Fairfield, yeah, for example. Yep, yep, I quite understand that. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, a big canvas, and you're coming in to uh, all those bits and pieces of the canvas, and uh, it'll take time, I guess, but hey, I shouldn't expect all this from you, I'll tell you. I thought, <laughs> Oh, you've just been on there a few weeks, man. <laughs> yeah, well, actually... You're I really think, into it. Yeah, October, November, December, January, February, March. You know, five months five now. Months, yeah. You know, we've been there five months, so yeah. I, I, um, I, I feel like I've been there a long time. Yeah. You know, I do feel like mm. I've been there a long time. I've, I know that some of my other colleagues from around the country yeah. who represent Māori wards haven't been made to feel as welcoming as I have been. Right. You know, and I shared that in our meeting yesterday. So I'm, we're quite lucky. Yep. You know, we really are quite lucky. Right. Well, there we are. Well, I think we're just about running out of time looking at the clock. We've got a couple of minutes. Anything you'd like to add in a couple of minutes? Mm, no, no. I'm, I'm just privileged to be able to come and speak for the first time in person on Free FM. I actually should say that I have spoken on Free FM in the past on another matter. I think mm. it was to do around... Um, Kai, Mara, Kai. Uh, that would have been a couple of years ago now. But um, no, I've, I've, I think, I think I've got a couple more of these during the year. So yeah. I'm hoping that I'll be able to give something a little bit more with a little bit more substance the next time I come back, Brian. That sounds really good. I know I looked at the roster as it were, and I thought, yeah, he's on for three. All right. <laughs> I think it's three anyway. Right. But uh, it's really great to have you today, and we welcome you back next time. Yeah, not a problem. Thank so, you very much. Thank you. Well, folks, that's the uh, final interview of this interview with uh, Michael Tauriki, and he's going to uh, go back and do some work at the council, aren't you? <laughs> I am going to the community meeting now. All right, there we go. And so 11.30 to 12 next week, and we'll have council comment with another person behind the microphone. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.